is my, this is my desire, to be found in him. We have in the epistles, right, about 100 and between 130 and 160 different references to being in Christ. Either we are in him, in Christ, of Christ, of him. About between 130 and 160, depending on how you count and what you count. Hallelujah. But at no time in the epistles were we ever told that we are in covenant with him. So the emphasis in the New Testament or in the New in the epistles is, which is a letter written to the church, the emphasis is in being in him. Hallelujah. So the relationship is about being in him, not being in contract with God. He says, Belong, now are we sons of God. So then what then is the position of the covenant? We need to begin to understand. Because there are some places in the scriptures where the covenant is referred to. Our identity is not covenant based. Our identity is in Christ. Now, let's look at a few places where he even mentions the covenant. First Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6. Glory to God. Amen. No, sorry, not 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 6. He says, let's read from verse 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Who has made us able ministers of the New Testament. So, that's where one of the places where Paul mentions testament or covenant. Not now. He now tells us, look at it. He said, he made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. So, as ministers of of the New Testament, we are not ministering a contract. He says this ministry of the New Testament is of the Spirit. That is, it's concerning the Spirit. It's concerning the Spirit of God because the letter, when he refers to the letter, he calls, he's referring to the old covenant, which I told you the last time is the referring to the law. The old covenant that began from Exodus chapter 20. 
So he says that one kills. But what we are ministering, praise God, as the New Testament is the ministering the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Verse 7. If the ministration of death written and engraving in stones. Do you see that? What is he referring to there? The mini- what, is, what, does, what does he mean by the administration of death? He's talking about the old covenant. So he calls it the administration of death. He calls it the letter. In verse 9, he calls it the ministration of condemnation. Amen. Now, let's also look at Acts chapter 3. I said we're going to read a lot of scriptures this morning because we are studying. Verse 24. Glory to God. He said, Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and all those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Now, this, this was uh, Peter preaching, okay, uh, 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 in the synagogue, the day the lame man by the gate called beautiful got healed. He started to preach. And he said, All the prophets from Samuel foretold of what we are seeing today. He says, and you are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers. Saying unto Abraham, and in your seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Take note. He talks about a covenant there, isn't it? He said he made this covenant with our fathers. He said the prophets from Samuel, they testified of this covenant. I now say that this covenant which he made to our fathers, he said he said it to Abraham. So which means that the fathers he's referring to there is who? Abraham. Saying in your seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God have raised up his son, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Which means that there is something about this covenant that he's referring to here that the prophets testified about that this covenant has to do with uh, Jesus being raised up from the dead. And uh, turning away every one of us from our iniquities. Hallelujah. Do you agree with me? Am I communicating? Now, let's see another one. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews and chapter 8. 
We'll read from verse 6. Hebrews 8, verse 6. Talking about Jesus, he said, But now Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. We are going to come to this verse later. For if that first covenant, that is, the, take note, the word covenant there in the, in the King James, in your Bible, it's actually in italics, which means it wasn't there before. Okay, but he says, if that first had been faultless, then, sh then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, behold, the days come, says the Lord, when I would make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according, verse 9 is where we are going for now. Not according to the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. Now, let me ask a question. The covenant he's referred to in Acts chapter 3, is it the same as the covenant he referred to here? Huh? No. He said this one, he made it with the father's when they came out of Egypt. So we are talking about two different covenants here and then. He said, the, Acts 3 that we read, he said the one that he made with our fathers when he said to Abraham. Now, this one, he says this one he made with them when they came out of Egypt. So he's talking about two different covenants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, and take note, he's talking to Hebrews here. He's talking to the Jews here. Okay? He calls it, he calls one the first covenant. Then he calls another one the second covenant. Because in verse 7, he said the first covenant. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, which one is the old covenant? Look at. Let's read on. Verse 13. He said, in that he says a new covenant, he has made the first one old. Now, that which decayed and waxed old is ready to vanish. There are two covenants. Which one came first? Between the two. Between Acts 3, the one mentioned in Acts 3 and the one mentioned in Hebrews 8. Which one came first? Acts 3. As the one to Abraham. Hallelujah. But the one that was jettisoned, according to Hebrews chapter 8, is which one? The first or the second? The second. And that's the one he's calling old. So when the Bible says old covenant, know what he's talking about. Hallelujah. 
the covenant that he made with Abraham is different from the one he made with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. And the one that is being referred to as the old is the one that he made with the children, with the children of Israel, right? When they came out of Egypt from Exodus chapter 20, when they began, when they began, when they received the laws. Where the covenant was based on, the, the, I mean, where the functioning of the covenant was based on uh, certain conditions. For men to fulfill. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So which one is the old covenant then? Exodus 20. So Abraham's, the one with Abraham was not referred to as the old. It is not the old. It is actually the new. So, the new came before the old. Because, look at it. Galatians chapter 3. Let's look at it again. Galatians chapter 3. So, don't let the way the Bible is divided, right? Don't let it confuse you. And because it has confused a lot of Christians, that's why the the real understanding of covenant has been lost somehow. Galatians chapter 3, look at verse 5, 15. Brethren, I speak after the manner of man. Even though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it's confirmed, no man disannulleth it or adds to it. Right? He's talking about covenants generally. Okay? Do you have the New Living Translation? Give me the New Living Translation of that quickly. Verse 15 to 17. Okay? Let's get that. The New Living. Quickly. Dear brothers and sisters, here is an example from everyday life. Just as no man sets aside or amend an irrevocable as agreement, so it is in this case. Verse 16. God gave the promise. Now, I want you to take note of that. Hallelujah. Go back to King James. Let's read verse 16. Now, to Abraham, take note, he was talking about covenants, isn't it? He said, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. So, what was made to Abraham? The covenant that was made to Abraham, the Bible refers to it as what? As what? Promises. Abraham was not given laws to fulfill. Are you listening to me? So the fulfillment, what's the meaning of that word promises? A promise, like I said the other day, when I give you a promise, hallelujah, yours is not to ensure that it is done. Yours is to do what? To receive the promise. Hallelujah. If I say kindly, come to my house, I'll give you 
um, a new set of drums. What's, what's JW's drums? A bit? DW's. I'm going to give you a new set of DW drums, uh, you know, that cost about 3.5 million. You know, there are some drums that are up to as, as expensive as that. You know, praise God. And you're wondering that ah, 3.5 million loaded drums. No, <laughs> there are drums and there are drums. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Like the new, the next, the, 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 the instrumentalist came, Abraham came to see me the other day and he said, Pastor, uh, we need new keyboards. These keyboards are old. I said, so how much is a new keyboard? They said, it's 2.7 million. He said, eh, okay. Uh, is it not just to, uh, is it not just to press? They said, it's not just to press. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the Lord can minister to you to sow that into our ministry. God bless you in Jesus' name. That was why I announced it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, he said, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. It is my responsibility to do what? Everything about getting that DW drums will rest on who? On me. That is what God did for Abraham. Abraham had nothing to do. Hallelujah. Except to believe. There was no law for him to fulfill. There were no commandments for him to walk in. Genesis chapter 15. Someone has looked at me. Can't you see what God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 15? Look, he said, walk down before me and be thou perfect. Let's look at it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Genesis and chapter... Uh, that should be chapter 17. Yeah, verse 1. And when Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am the Almighty, the Almighty God. See, when God announces himself like that, there is a purpose. I am the Almighty God. The word Almighty is the word Shaddai. That's where we get El Shaddai, God who is almighty. What does that mean? Hallelujah. It means, uh, Shaddai means I am able to do everything all by myself without assistance. <laughs> That's actually what it means. I am able to do everything without any assistance. I don't need any assistance. I am the all-breasted one. I can chest anything. So he was telling Abraham, see, King, see, he now said, walk before me, walk before me, walk before El Shaddai. He didn't say, be perfect, then walk before me. In other words, uh, his being perfect uh, had nothing to do with what Abraham will do. You just, uh, just walk before Shaddai. Shaddai will ensure that everything is perfect. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, that was, that was, Abraham, back to Galatians chapter 3, we are trying to look at this covenant. Verse 16. He said, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. 
So the, what is referred to as the Abraham's covenant, right, is there are promises made by God that God all by himself will fulfill without any impute from us. Glory to God. Glory to God. In Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. Because the Bible tells us. Okay, let's read. Let's finish verse 17 of Galatians chapter 3. So that I'll be able to hit that point home. He said, and this I say. That the covenant. Did you see that? which was confirmed before of God in Christ. That is, this covenant, remember, what did they call it in verse 16? Promises. So, what we call the new covenant is actually promises. But why is it called new covenant, if it came before the old covenant, I'll tell you. Hallelujah. What the children of Israel know, or what they knew, was the covenant that God had with Moses. I mean, that Moses gave them through the law, from Exodus chapter 20. That was a covenant they were used to. So, Paul now says, no, that covenant is now, it has now been annulled. It, is now, it, is, it has been set aside, it has become old. That is, uh, that covenant is no longer useful. What it means, what that old means, uh, it doesn't mean, it's not talking about age, it's talking about usefulness. So, he's saying to the Jew, it is an old one. This one is the new one. This is the one new because this is the one that is now in force. This is the one that is now useful. How many of us have old clothes? We have old clothes. Can you see where those old clothes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, hey, hey, hey. you know, we say have. I have. I have suits that are that are more than ten years old. I have suits that are 15 years old. Pastor, what is he doing with them? I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering myself. <laughs> it does not mean that they can't be used. Hallelujah. But they are older than the ones that, I, that were given to me, because I've not bought any suit in a while now, that were given to me last year, like the one you guys gave to me on my birthday. They can still be used. But that is not, that one has to do with age. But old and new covenant has nothing to do with age. It has to do with usefulness. Are you listening to me? So, the new covenant is now that is one in force. So, which is that the, the one that Abraham uh, was given, the Bible says that it was confirmed before of God in Christ. Acts chapter 3 said that it has now been fulfilled. God did it when Christ died. 
So what we call the New, Test- New Testament or the New Covenant uh, is the one that is still in force is, was given right from the time of Abraham. Hallelujah. And what was he giving us? It was given as promises. But now look at it. Let's go on. Let's go on. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 15. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 15. Uh, oh, let's start from Genesis chapter 12. I, we have established, what have we established so far? Number one, that there are two covenants. Okay? And number two, there's one called, that is called the old covenant. And that is the one that came with the law. Okay? Now, let me ask you a question. And then there's the new covenant that were, that were promises made by God. We are going to examine them now. But let me ask you a question. Who was the old covenant given to? It was given to the children of Israel. It was given to Jews. Somebody sent a TikTok uh, video the other day and, and where somebody was, um, one man was trying to uh, explain why, what the consequences of not keeping the Sabbath. Oh, he said that, he said, he was pointing, he's pointing, he said, they must, you must, anyone that doesn't do it, the person must die. He must die. And if you find anyone among you who doesn't keep it, you guys should separate that person and you guys must kill the person. And so, 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 so he was now trying to let us know that we have not been fulfilling, we have not been keeping the covenant with the, the Sabbath. Hallelujah. But you see, it was not written to you. Are you a Jew? <laughs> Hallelujah. Where are you from, Pastor Dai? You are from Oshun State. We are in Oshun State. Uh-huh. You see, you are from Odeumu, not Oshun State. Oshun State is a creation of uh, governments. Odeumu is a creation of your fathers. Hallelujah. So he is not a he is not a Jew. He is an Odeumuite. So, and God did not make covenant with Odeumu. Did God make <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm an Urobo man. God did not make covenant with Urobo people because we are not Jews. Hallelujah. So, that cannot therefore pertain to us. So when you say, I'm not under in the Old Testament, I'm, I'm not under the Old Covenant, I'm not under the New Covenant, you were never under the Old Covenant in the first place. Did you hear what I said? You were never under it in the first place. So when somebody opens you, turn me to you, male should not wear skirts, female should not wear trousers, you say, are you a Jew? Ask him. Nobody should walk on the Sabbath day, are you a Jew? 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. But Abraham was not a Jew. I hope you know that. Abraham was not an Israelite. There was nothing called Israel before Abraham. While Abraham, I mean, during Abraham's time. Abraham was just the father of the people that are now called Jews and Israelites. And so, what Moses wrote, hallelujah, glory to God, did not pertain to Abraham. Do you know Moses himself did not even keep the law? He said, don't marry from outside of Israel. He married. He said, the Lord, he said, the, the Lord, he said, the Lord, he didn't say the Lord has given us this law. He said, the Lord has given you. <laughs> he said, it's you, it's you. <laughs> he said, he said, nobody, nobody can, en can, can enter the tabernacle, inside the temple anyhow. Did, did Moses enter? Moses was just coming in and going out, coming in and going out. It's for you, not for me. Glory to God. Do you understand? Are you getting me this morning? So the covenant, which what we call the new covenant, is one that God made with Abraham, amen, that Christ came to fulfill. It was Christ that came to fulfill it. Genesis, so let's look at Genesis chapter 20, chapter 15. Let's see chapter 15 first. Praise God. Or we start with chapter 12. Read verse 2, chapter 12. He said, I will make you be a great nation. Okay? I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless them that bless you. I will cause them that cause you. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Chapter 15. He now says, Oh, walk before me and be thou perfect. And then the next verse, verse 15, verse 2. Abraham said, Lord, uh, 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 in verse 15, chapter 15, rather, sorry. He said, Fear not, I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. Did you see God introducing himself that I am, I am, I am, I am your shield. In other words, anything that has to do with you in this covenant, I'm making promises to you that I will be your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. Abraham said, eh, what are you going to do for me? Can't you see I'm going childless? And the Bible said, he brought him forth. After he had announced that I am your shield, I am your exceeding great reward. She said, eh, can't you see I'm going to go childless? And then God now caught a covenant with him. Then in chapter 17, he now said, I will, in verse 2, I will make you a covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Verse 4, behold, my covenant is with you. You will be a father of many nations. Neither shall I, your name be called Abraham, but Abraham, for a father of many nations have made you. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make, I will make nations of thee, kings shall come out of thee. I will establish my covenant between you and me. Did you see that? He said, I am the one. I am the one. I am the one. He never said, uh -huh, Abraham, you are going to do this one to ensure that the covenant comes to pass. He said, I am the one. Going to do everything. Glory to God. Glory to God. Aren't you glad about that? Now, the Bible now tells us uh, in chapter 22, 
Then Abraham went to uh, uh, sacrifice, what's the name now? Oh, that's his son now. Isaac. He said, what did he tell the servants? He said, you guys stay here. We are going up there to worship him. Hallelujah. And then smart boy, Isaac, he said, Daddy, we are going. Because he, he, he has seen his father make sacrifices before, you know, build altars to God, you know, and of worship and things like that, made sacrifices. And I said, ah, there is the fire. There is the wood. But where is the land or the animal for sacrifice? Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus, what he said, verse 8. Look at, give me, yeah, this is, and Abraham said, my son, read it together, everybody. <clears throat> God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. He said, it is God that will provide it because in this covenant, man doesn't bring anything. Did you hear that? What God is the one that brings it. It is God. Hallelujah. It is God. The Bible now tells us. Read. Let's, 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 let's go down a bit. Ah, verse. Uh, let's check the verse. When after he saw the, the lamb and um, see what Abraham called it. Uh, where is it? Jehovah Jireh. Where is it? Verse 14. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. When we say Jehovah Jireh, what do we say? We say that the Lord will provide. That's actually not what it means. Read it. As it is said this, to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. That's actually what Jireh means. He didn't say he will provide. He said it shall be seen. In other words, he's saying that mm, mm, Abraham saw something. John chapter 8 verse 56. Look at it. John chapter 8. What, in other, what Abraham went to the mountain for was not to Moses said it was a temptation. No. Abraham knew what he was doing. Abraham look at it. I said John chapter 8 verse 56. Jesus said if you have seen it, give it to me. He said the, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it. And was glad. Jesus. Abraham. He said, Abraham rejoiced. He saw my day. Where did he see it? At the mountain. In other words, remember Abraham was a prophet. Abraham was doing the prof a prophetic demonstration where he saw by the spirit 
Jesus as the lamb that God himself will provide. Behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. That was what Abraham saw. So Abraham saw it. He received it as a promise. Why did he rejoice? Why was it in the mount of the Lord? What will be seen? Jesus. So they were prophetic statements. It wasn't that God was going to tell you, go and kill your son. No, God does not need his son to sacrifice. God was trying to prove to him that come, now me, this is what, this is what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. And uh, Galatians chapter, in Galatians, he now tells us that the seed, glory to God, was not Isaac. <laughs> glory to God. Chapter 16, chapter 3, Galatians 3. Let's read from verse 16. Galatians 3. The seed was not Isaac. When he said, oh, I will give you a seed. In your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. What was the promises? That's the covenant, isn't it? He said not unto seeds as of many, but as of one unto thy seed which is Christ's. So Isaac was not, well, Isaac was a shadow, remember? Hallelujah. It was a shadow. It was a type. Come on. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's check Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, verse, um, um, verse 18. Let's check verse 18. Hebrews 11, verse 18. Quickly, 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 give it to me. Of whom it is said that in Isaac shall thy seed be. Look at, be called, okay? Look at, next verse. Accounting that God was able to raise him from the dead, from whence also he received him as a type or as a figure, as a representative. What did he receive? He received the risen Christ. It was not Isaac. Isaac didn't even die in the first place. Are you listening to me? So, the seed was Christ. So, when we talk about this new covenant, uh, this new covenant, therefore, has to do with Christ. He's, he didn't say, say seeds as of many. The seed is referring to here is Christ. So, what then is Christ's role? Let's quickly look at it. Hallelujah. What then is Christ's role? The new covenant is a promise that God made which was to be fulfilled by God himself. All the conditions were to be fulfilled by God himself. In Hebrews chapter 8, we see, he said, I'm going to make a new covenant with them. Look at it, Hebrews chapter 8. He said, I'm going to make a new covenant with them. Verse 10, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them in their hearts. I will be to them a God and they shall be to me, to, to me a people. They shall not teach any man in his words. Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Verse 12. Let's read together. I want to go. For I, everybody, everybody, everybody. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. So, do you see, I, 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 who was the I referring to? 
God. This new covenant was all about God fulfilling it from the beginning to the end. It was promises that God had bound himself to, 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 to obligated himself to carry out to ensure it is carried out. How did he do it? He said he did it in Christ. So who was Christ? The Bible tells us quickly. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. First Timothy chapter 2. Let's now examine in a few moments, what is Christ's role in it? The Bible says in verse 5, 1 Timothy chapter 2, but there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Who is a mediator? A mediator is somebody that intervenes between two parties. So, you are not a mediator before God. Someone says, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm standing as a mediator before, between God and man. You are not. There's only one. Somebody say, there's only one. Tell your neighbor, aren't you glad? You are not my mediator. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because men are unreliable mediators. They can shift grounds. <laughs> but there's only one. Hallelujah. Somebody say, glory to God. There's only one mediator. <laughs> so the Bible calls him a mediator. Chapter, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. He said, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. By how much he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Hallelujah. Why is the new covenant better? <laughs> because uh, from beginning to the end, uh, it is God's responsibility all throughout. Me, I have no impute. Why is it based on better promises? Because the promises were on, I mean, it has no impute from me. I can't die for myself. He said, a man can scarcely even die for another. So, Jesus is the mediator. So, Jesus is, take note, he's the what? Mediator. Let's look at another one. Verse chapter 7, Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 22. He calls, we are looking at the role of Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, he said uh, uh, verse 21, for those priests were made without, without an oath, but this with an oath by him that said to him, the Lord swear and I will not repent that you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 22. By so much, Jesus was made a surety of a better covenant. So we see Jesus as one, mediator. Number two, we see Jesus as what? Shorty. Who is a shorty? A shorty is a bondsman. A shorty is a sponsor. I don't like that song actually. But, but really, I don't know why should we be comparing Jesus with men. But, but well, 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 we sing it. Even though, I didn't say it's a bad song. I just don't like it. But, but it's a good song. But because it looks like only Ote. <laughs> well, you're right, people. Sorry if you don't understand. You're right. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you know, you know, someone that stands, he, he, he's one that says, Don't worry, me, I, I, I cover him. 
Hallelujah. He puts down a bond. He's a bondsman. Hallelujah. So if you run away, who are they going to hold? Him. <laughs> so Jesus is, we see Jesus as a mediator. Number two, we see Jesus as a, as a swatty. He says he has been called a priest forever. So we see that his swatiship is forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's see another one. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 16. Verse 16. For where there is, verse 15, for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. Talking about Jesus. How? How was Jesus the mediator of the New Testament? He said that by means of death, what was the covenant about? The redemption of the transgressions uh, that were under the First Testament, uh, which they which are called my receive the promise. That might receive the new covenant. What is the new covenant? Promise. What is the promise? That your iniquities are going to be taken care of. Look at the next verse. Hallelujah. For where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of a testator. So who is the testator here? Jesus is the testator. So we see Jesus, one, as the mediator. Number two, we see him as the shorty. We see, number three, we see him as what? The testator. Is your name there? Can you ever occupy any of these three? So God, therefore, <laughs> oh, glory to God. God, Jesus said, Matthew chapter 13, verse 15, quickly. He said, what did he come to do? What did Jesus come to do? Matthew chapter 13, I think, I hope I'm correct. Matthew chapter 13, let's look at verse 15. What did Jesus say? Oh, glory to God. No, it's not, I think, chapter 24, chapter 24. Is it chapter 24 now? Yeah. Where he said he has not come. He has, no, chapter 7. Chapter 7. Chapter 7. Chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 15. Matthew 7 and verse 15. Glory. Glory to God. Glory. I have not come to fulfill. I have not come to. Give me that scripture. I have not come to um, destroy the law. I have come to fulfill it. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Help me, help me to get it. 517, oh, I was mixing the numbers, obviously. Matthew 5, verse 17, look at it. He said, he said, uh, where are you, where are you, where are you? Yeah. Matthew 5. Oh, sorry, I'm in Mark. Oh, Look at me. <laughs> okay. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have not come to destroy it. I have come to what? What have I come to do? To fulfill. Hallelujah. What is Jesus? Jesus is the fulfiller of the law. So the law was written for Jesus to fulfill not for you to fulfill. And that made him the shorty, the testator and the mediator. So who are we? Let's round up our message. Glory to God. Who are we? Who are you? 
if it has nothing to do with you, glory to God. What is your role? What is our, what is, what is our position? Look at it. Let's start, look at Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. Glory to God. This is exciting. Acts chapter 13. Let's look at verse 32. It says, and we declare unto you glad tidings, how that the promise, did you see that? The promise which was made unto the fathers. What's the promise? Which father is he referring to there? Abraham. He said, God has fulfilled the same unto us. Who did the fulfillment? Their children. In that he has raised up Jesus again. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> he said, how did he fulfill it? By the resurrection of Jesus. The covenant has been fulfilled. For Abraham, it was not fulfilled in his day. But for us, hallelujah, we have received the promise. Hallelujah. We have received it. It has happened in our day. For, time, for Abraham, it was a promise. For us now, it is no longer a Oh, come on. If something, something has been fulfilled, this is now a promise. Huh? It is now a reality for us. Hallelujah. What are we? We are now the recipients of the promise. We are now the recipients of the promise, i.e. the covenants. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So what are we? We are not the ones that fulfill it. Christ fulfilled this for us. So what are we? We are receivers. We are beneficiaries. So you are not in covenant with God. Or should I ask you a question? Are you in covenant with God? Come on, talk to me. Are you in covenant with God? From all the etc. etc. I've been saying since. Are you in covenant with God? Because in a covenant, you have to fulfill your part. I fulfill my part. Jesus fulfilled it. And he called us what? Hairs. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 3. No, so, uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 15. So he calls us with children. Then verse 15, Galatians chapter 3. Praise God. Verse 15. Galatians 3, verse 15. Brethren, I speak after... Is this it? Yeah. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet it be confirmed. No man annuls it or adds to it. Next verse. But now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He, has, he did not say to his seed as of many, but as of one, but to his seed which is Christ. Next verse. And this I say, which that the covenant before God in Christ uh, uh, was confirmed before God in Christ. So, the covenant, the word confirmed there means established. So, the covenant has been what? So, do you need to do anything to establish the covenant? It has been established before of God in Christ. The law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul it. That it should make the promise of known effects. So, which means that even all the while that the so-called old covenant was, 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 was working, the new covenant was still in effect. That was why they could enjoy the, enjoy the sure masses of David. 
He said, David said that, ah, if God were to count our sins, who is going to stand before him? But that your name will be feared. <laughs> so, which the, the, the covenant was still in force. Even though it was still in promissory stage. But right now, uh, that it has been fulfilled by Jesus Christ, uh, this first one uh, that came 430 years after has been done away with. So what, does, what is the implication of this? The implication of this uh, is that everything uh, that is uh, in uh, the promise belongs to you already. It's all yours. Woo, glory to God. Please help me to check my time. Check my time. It's all yours. It's all yours. It's all yours. It's all yours. Now, verse 26. Let's run to verse 26. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 26. Let's read. We are trying to look at where we are. One to go. Let's read together. One to go. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ. The word children is the word technon there. And that means, the word, it means offspring. Glory to God. So you are offsprings of God. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Next verse. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. If ye be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And what? And what? And what? According to who fulfilled the promise? You. Who is the heir of the promise? You are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And heir does not work for that which is inherited. And heir does not work for that which is inherited. So we are, as far as the, if you talk covenant, we are, heir, we are heirs. If you talk covenant, we are sons. Where does the covenant locate you? As in sonship. Where does the covenant locate you? In inheritance. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at one more scripture and we'll be done. Ephesians chapter 2. This is beautiful from verse 12. Ephesians and chapter 2. Hallelujah. 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 I'm not in covenant with God. I, can't, I don't even have the liver to be. I can't. He fulfilled it all. Glory to God. At that time, you are without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Strangers from the covenants of promise. Now, he was talking to Gentiles here. Right? So he said they were strangers to, to the covenants. Both the old and the new. Everyone, everything, all of, all of them. Everything want to coin nothing. Having no hope and without God in this world. Next verse. But now. Somebody say, but now. Oh, tell somebody, thank God for but now. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, but now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off have been made near. By what? By the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ is not for your protection. The blood of Christ was for the washing away of your sins. 
Why can you claim protection? Because the blood of Christ, hallelujah, has washed away your sins. And by the blood of Christ, we have been brought near. He counseled. We got redemption by the blood. So everything under redemption, hallelujah, glory to God, belongs to us. This is it. Someone would think that, Pastor, what, what, what did you just say now? See, 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 it's simple. If the blood takes care of this, right, everything else under it is taken care of. Did you see that? Next verse. Next verse. For he is our peace. Who has made both of us one, Jews and Gentiles. He's broken down the middle wall of partition between us. We didn't remember. We also God that Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the Lord. Be made a cause. Right? That for it is written, cause everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentiles. So Jesus dealt with that one. He fulfilled it. Hallelujah. Amen. And he broke down the middle wall of partition between who? Between us and the Jews. Having abolished in the flesh the enmity, even the laws of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself two, one new man. So making peace. Next verse. Next verse. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body, now are you in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Having slain the enemy to their back. Which means that for the Jew, there is no barrier. For the Gentile, there is no barrier. Hallelujah. The Gentile had no covenant. We were covenantless before. But now, we have been brought into covenant. We don't have a covenant. Jesus caught a covenant on our behalf. He fulfilled everything, every requirement of every covenant. Hallelujah. Even the, prom the promise, he kept the law. I mean, the covenant of the law, he kept it. The covenant of the promises, he fulfilled it. Next verse. Next verse. And came and preached peace to you, which were far off, and to them that were near. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everybody. We'll continue from here next week. Lift up Jesus. See, when we sing that song, Jesus is King of Kings, is Lord of Lords, eh? When you understand this, it makes a whole difference for you. He's actually king of kings and lord of lords. Nobody else can do what he did. Are you listening to me? Lift up Jesus. He is king of kings. Lift up Jesus. He is lord of lords. Lift up Jesus. He is king of kings. King of kings and lord. Hallelujah, lift up Jesus, he is King of Oh, we lift up Oh, he is Lord of Lift him up.
Come on, one more time, man. Hallelujah. Lift up Jesus. Oh, King of Day. We lift up. Oh, he is Lord of Lords. We your sonship. Are you listening to me? Don't joke with it. It is real. He did everything and gave you sonship rights. Behold what manner of love the Lord has given to us that we should be called the sons of God. Now we are going to pray for the next 15 minutes. Are you listening to me? Open your Bibles. Psalm chapter 5 and verse 12. We are going to pray like sons, not like beggars. We are going to pray like what? We are going to pray like sons. Can I have my second phone? We are going to pray like sons. He said... Whatever you ask, you demand in prayer. Believe in. He said it shall be done, isn't it? He said it shall be done. What have we been talking about since uh, on Wednesdays? Huh? Come on, shout it. For thou, Lord, verse 12, let's read it together. Will bless the righteous with what? 
will compass him as with a shield. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 23. We looked at this scripture on Wednesday. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 23. Hallelujah. Verse 23. Let's all read it together. One to go. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possess thou the west and the south. We are going to lift up our voice in the name of the Lord Jesus. What are we going to be praying? We are going to be declaring the favor of God over our lives. Are you listening to me? You are going to declare the favor of God over your life. I walk in the favor of God this year. Oh, I am like Naphtali. I am the son of God. I am the son of God. I am satisfied with favor and the blessing of God. Lord, let there be a manifestation of your, of your favor over my life. You said you will surround the righteous with favor. You will compass him as with a shield in the name of Jesus. Come on, go ahead. Come on, five minutes. We have three more minutes to do that. Go ahead. Every day. Every day. In every place. I walk in the favor of God in this new year. In the name of Jesus. Favor encompasses me everywhere I go. In the name of Jesus. Favor works for me. I am satisfied with favor and the blessing of God. Oh, that Gaya Balatos Okotopaya. Open your mouth and pray. Oh, come on, demand like a son. Agaba Yalata Masataya. Asumana Gabalatosa Kataya. Egalebre Lebosuma. Agaya Batosataya. Esima Laga Dabaya Labasataya. Oh, Bradabo Sotoma Satalabaya. In this year of the overflow, I experience the favor of God. I am satisfied with favor and the blessing of God. I am satisfied with favor and the blessing of God. My family is satisfied with your favor. My work is satisfied with your favor in the name of Jesus I am full of favor satisfied with favor and the blessing of God I possess the west and the south in the name of Jesus as I labor oh I labor under the atmosphere of favor I labor under the atmosphere of favor I labor under the atmosphere of favor I enjoy all assistance. I enjoy all supernatural support. I enjoy the favor of God in this season. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 
Psalm 37 and verse 23. We are still praying. Psalm 37 and 23. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You see the reason why you should come to church with your Bible. If you didn't come to church with your Bible now, we wouldn't have known that we would have been given the wrong scripture. Hallelujah. Let's read it. Want to go? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. We are going to pray. Father, in this season of overflow, order my steps, sir. In the name of Jesus, order my steps, sir. In the name of Jesus, uh, order my steps uh, in the right places uh, at the right time, uh, in the right people. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, come and open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray uh, for the steps of a good man. Uh, oh, hallelujah. I walk in all that steps. Uh, I walk in all that steps. Uh, I walk in all that steps. Uh, oh, the psalmist said, uh, order my steps, O oh Lord. Uh, Order my steps, O Lord. Order my steps, O Lord. Oh, Psalm 119, verse 133. Order my steps, O Lord. Oh, come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray like somebody that means it. Pray like somebody whose life depends on it. Pray like somebody whose life depends on it. Pray fervently. Pray fervently. Pray fervently. Pray fervently. Ah, order my steps uh, into the right decisions. Uh, order my steps uh, into the right places. Uh, order my steps uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I hear a voice uh, behind me saying, uh, this is the way you should go. Walk in it. Uh, I hear the shepherd uh, of the good shepherd. Uh, I hear the voice uh, of the shepherd. Uh, the voice of a stranger. Uh, I will not follow. Uh, Order my steps, O God, and not let my steps sleep, O God, in the name of Jesus. I am Alagodia Trada, Semenemondo, Livra Dabosi Manakaya. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 